Let's get moving. Yes, sir. Driver, prepare to move out. Bob and Zip. What are you preparing? You're always preparing. Just go. We begin this Bob and Zip cast with Ed Kelly with a, an oldie but a goodie. If we did a song about the coronavirus, it would be too soon. But this virus hasn't been around since 2004. Welcome back to the Bob and Zip cast with Ed Kelly. And uh, this morning, Zip uh, jokingly uh, indicated when we called that he may be cor- coming down with the coronavirus. <laughs> I know. I probably shouldn't joke about that because especially at my advanced years. You are, in the, uh, you are in the age bracket they worry about. That's wow. right. Anyway. Um, Notice how I said he is, not yeah. none of us. Yeah. No, oh, man. We youngins. He's the senior... <laughs> He's the senior of the three of us, actually. Uh, So uh, I hope you're feeling okay. Now, you weren't on a cruise ship recently. No, 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 (laughs) no, no. It was weird. You're familiar with Zycam. You see it as as on TV. Supposedly it knocks down the chance of a cold getting worse. It's a zinc thing, right, basically? I religiously did that from the outset of this thing, and I thought I was... When you say religiously, do you have to fold a prayer rug and say anything? (laughs) No, I don't have to my knees or anything. But uh, no, I was taking it every three hours, and, you know, i got to beat this thing. This is great. And then this morning, it's... The roof caved in, so anyway. Now, you do like science, right? Sure. Because if you read the science on the zinc and the Zycam... It's mostly a placebo thing. In other words, they can't duplicate the effects against cold. There is an effect, but when they do a double-blind study with nothing, you know, it basically works just as well. So the power of positive thinking doesn't overcome every cold. Yeah, I I don't know. Anyway, they um, they... yeah, they say all illness begins in the mind, so therefore mm-hmm. it makes sense that the mind could deny, you know, and well, then I'm back, probably, back over the net. I'm probably making a huge mistake hanging out with you guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a given, don't you? <laughs> but but could we explore this for a second because it's been on my mind lately uh, because of an infection I'm fighting that when you really read about drugs and studies... And I do... There are, uh, there's always, it's almost like a placebo is a third-party candidate who gets... <laughs> it's, it, gets it's Hillary is a running mate, is what yeah. it is. He gets 20% of the vote no matter what. <laughs> no, that's true. Now, I read that lozenges every four hours with enough zinc would, would, would kill it, but I don't know that they, uh, they had a mean to measure it against. So, okay, yeah. so, a control, so, as you say. So, but you understand what I'm saying. To a yeah. certain extent... And it's, it's disappointing because it's not a cure, but to a certain extent, 
20% of everything can be cured just by thinking you're curing it and doing the right thing, believing well, in it. Well, I'll say one thing, and, and as sad as it may be in the case of some of my friends over the years who have passed away from cancer and other uh, illnesses which they couldn't get a grip on, their attitudes about their health situation certainly prolonged their lives. The, mm -hmm. the, you know, there's a couple of my buddies who, when they found out, they just threw in the towel and they were gone in a matter of months. And then in other cases, you know, years of fairly healthy years. living. Yeah. So. yeah. And we all, I mean, don't tell the young people listening to this podcast, but we're, we're all in the same boat. Uh, I mean, we're all mortal beings living a finite amount of time. So In a mortal coil, yeah. And what we try to do, it seems, for most of our lives is to just not think about it. Uh, and, and that works pretty well for at least until your 60s, <laughs> generally for most people. <laughs> Yes. And then you start going to more more funerals than weddings. Yeah, no, and isn't well, that and the and, truth. That is totally yeah. the truth. My social life, my social life consists of celebrations of life, usually, <laughs> which yeah. is pretty but pretty crazy. No, really, in a funny yeah. way, and you get to see people, yeah. you know, and it's like you, geez, I haven't seen you since Joe Smith's funeral. You know, it's that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So uh, your social calendar is the obits column, basically. Yeah. Is what you're telling me. Yeah. Right. But let me ask you a question, you guys, because at the same time you're seeing, you know, children born and children of children born. Oh, yeah, yeah. How often, this happens to me all the time, and I wonder if I'm the only one, hmm. I'll be at one of these things, and the soundtrack from The Lion King will start playing in my head. <laughs> 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 Yeah. It's the circle of life. I can't sing it. Yeah, the circle of life. <laughs> but and then I'm sick, by the way. Well, and but but it's that's really soothing in a way because if you think about it, and you look around, like say you go to Europe or okay. Ireland, and you tour castles that were made in you know 500 yes. uh, A.D. or 1500 A.D. We have nothing old over here, basically. There's nothing in the United States that's, I mean, 200 years. Yeah. Uh, by the way, speaking of old, and this fits with what we're talking about, okay. it, we all make our mark, and we all become part of history. Mm -hmm. And being okay with that, I think, is the secret to enjoying uh, the twilight years, but um, do you know who was considered a terrible president, immoral, no standards, sold his soul to the devil, v almost universally hated Lincoln. near the end of his presidency? Oh, near the end. Lincoln, right? I read this yesterday. I was very shocked. And, and people used to say he was fake, he made up the news, he... Um, he essentially had principles, apparently, in the past, but he sold them out. So you know it's not Trump, because <laughs> he would have had to have them in the yeah. past. But <clears throat> uh, guess who that president was who was reviled by the end of his presidency? I don't know. By the way, you know that yesterday was President's Day, right? Yes, yes, yes. Hence, this article was written. It George, was George Washington. Washington. All right. Yeah, okay. second guess. George Washington uh, left with a terrible approval rating and a completely partisan, but even his own partisans didn't really like him. Well, and they were wooden teeth may have had something to do with that. Well, it could have. <laughs> breath had to what be can, awful. What that could do for your breath. <laughs> I mean, they didn't have scope back then. Uh, but I, but when I hear people say, it's never been this bad. This is the worst in the history of the I'm like, no. Yeah. No, it's always been a reality show. We just haven't had all of the instantaneous social media interaction. It's always been a reality show. That's profound. You know, the other, the other yes. thing I heard about Washington yesterday was like uh, when he was in office, the budget was already way out of whack. Yes. Like we were already upside down by millions of dollars in his day. So. Which would have been trillions right. in our no. day. Right. Yeah. It's twenty three yeah. trillion right now, as I understand it. So twenty three trillion. So if and we all it, kick in a few cents, we'll be all set. <laughs> well, I read some interesting articles about that. And here's the interesting thing about facts today okay. is whatever you want to believe, you can go to the trough that will support your beliefs and read those True. facts. True that. And it's scientifically proven that we mm mm good love the facts. 
that fit our worldview narrative. And when we see facts that someone else's narrative, we go, those are crazy. Those are fake. Did you say facts or fox? <laughs> I said facts. <laughs> oh, but, okay. But uh, to illustrate my point, you heard what you wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Not always. I got to be honest with you. I take issue even with the people on the networks that I favor. You know, because I, I know when they're spinning because I kind of try to. Take you know when? Th- see now, look. You look what you just said. Yeah. You know when they're spinning. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. That is such a brilliant, profound statement that you know when they're spinning. What you should try to know is when you're when spinning. I'm spinning. Yeah. You got me going in circles. <laughs> Sorry. My inner monologue is often musical. No, because here's another thing. I did, a, uh, I did an interview last week uh, with another podcaster. Job interview? Yeah. Uh, no, his name is Eric Corman, and I'm going to post it I in, know a, Eric, in yeah. a few days. Yeah, he's a, our former producer. Yeah. And he's a really heady intellectual guy. We used to call him Ericopedia because he what was... What was he doing on your show? Yeah, walking encyclopedia. <laughs> but anyway, he, I said, look, Eric, I'll, I'll do this with you, and we can talk about whatever you want. And he said, okay, i got two topics I want to talk about. Uh, this guy just wrote a book about racism and how to fight it. And uh, and then I want to know about what it feels like f- to be in Vermont and watch Bernie Sanders ascension. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I said, "Oh, so our first conversation, just go with something non-controversial like racism and politics." Sure. <laughs> Why don't we th- <laughs> move over, Bob? I can take over from here. Yeah. And so, and but we had an interesting discussion. And it turns out one interesting fact that came out from this expert, and I'll provide a link to this at the end, uh, about racism is no one who's racist knows they're racist. Like he even posited that slave traders didn't think so. I could say back in the day, but I'm referring to a day Mm -hmm. many, many hundreds of years, a couple hundreds of years ago. They were like, yeah, I got some product to move. Yeah, that one's nice. Look at his teeth. Wow. Uh, and this one looks like she'd birth whatever you wanted to birth. I mean, that's the way they used to think. And they didn't think of them as people. And they didn't think of themselves as racist. You know, but current day, though, I think I have run into people who know that they are racist and n- not embrace it, but just accept that it's a part of their upbringing. Give me, a, and- give me an example of how someone might talk to you that way. Oh, that Don Lemon, boy, he, he stinks. And then it will be followed by a racial uh, epithet or a joke of some kind. And then if you say, well, you're a racist, what do they say? Yeah, so? And oh, yeah. not only do I say it, but other people in the room say it, and it is just like water off a duck's back. He just accepts the fact that racism is part of his profile. I forget that you're in Detroit. Yeah, here, well, that's true. here people try to hide it more. They, go, <laughs> they do. No, I'm not. It's just yeah. those kinds of those people. Not there's some mm. good ones. I met a good one once. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. That's true, though. So, uh, but anyway, it turns out that um, if you are, uh, if you think you're not a racist, you almost always are. We're all racist, aren't we? And, and thank you for that. All of us, it's actually in our DNA to be tribal and to not trust others that aren't in our tribe because they are enemies Mm -hmm. unless we make some self-serving bargain with them. Like, for example, you people with eyes that look different than ours, Mm -hmm. you will live in labor camps and make our iPhones. No pun intended. Isn't that funny? (laughs) I didn't even think about that. (laughs) <laughs> well, doesn't that That's all, why they call them iPhone? Isn't it? Isn't it really all related to phobia, fear of the unknown, or, or fear? Of, yeah. Well, uh, it, yes, and unknown is related to a simple, basic premise: survival. Yeah. Because if you head into the unknown, that's the fastest way to get eaten. And not yeah. in a pleasurable way. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Speaking of eating, it's, uh, it's ice cream for breakfast day, by the way. Is that what you're having? No, but it, it, it really is. Oh, there this is, is pop culture. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, can I aside Second about you, Ed? Ed sure. still works for a national, although I could even call it a universal comedy mm-hmm. network. <laughs> Nicely played. And does voices and uh, comedy sketches Monday through Friday. So even more than uh, than me and Zip, um, Ed is currently like if it's National Plant a Tree Day. <laughs> or eat ice cream this morning day or scientists have just determined that sugar is good for you the more you eat the better in a new study mm-hmm. sponsored by the sugar industry lobby then ed has got that stuff every day because you're talking so what are the things you guys are talking about today well it's uh, your day people who hate florida day oh. is that does not the one thing that unites the country uh, pretty much. I mean, well, seriously, Bob, shouldn't we all hate the idea of illiteracy, though? I mean, oh, why is Florida illiterate? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure talking to some. Oh, oh you're down saying that's there. another thing that could unite <laughs> yeah. the country. No, yeah. some people, much like your racists, are. I don't read because reading ruins you. Makes yeah. me not as good at what I do. <laughs> you and just, is a day pick... enough time to hate Florida as much as a Florida man stories make us do that? <laughs> yeah. So I, we need a week. Tell me more about hating Florida. Well, uh, I don't know, brainchild of a guy who made the mistake of taking his family to Disney World in August, you know, with an all-pass price or something. I don't know. Oh. Probably something. And he just had a miserable, because I've had miserable experiences in Florida. Oh, please. Haven't we all? I absolutely have. Yeah. yeah. And um, something about sweating on a bus just doesn't hold a lot of appeal to me. <laughs> it just, it's humid. Uh, now, yeah. keep in mind, Zip owns a vacation home in Florida, and Oops. at some point, <laughs> on, we on may it, advertise sorry. it for our Airbnb portion of our show. <laughs> so where he has a place right on the coast yeah. <clears throat> in beautiful, uh, may I say, where it is? Yeah, yeah, sure. I don't care. Yeah. Don't just I mean, not you the address, it. please. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to do the, the Google World <laughs> yeah, Map yeah. <laughs> yeah. URL, Bob. It's, it's heavily guarded. It's a compact. No, it's not. Yeah, it's sure. Not. Um, anyway, no, it's a beautiful little, uh, beautiful little vacation rental in uh, Naples, Florida, which I want to go to soon. Is, and, there, is there a friend rate? <laughs> Friends and family rate? <laughs> well, what there is is you get a special rate when there's a hurricane bearing down on Naples. <laughs> Really, that's, great. That's one of the. So anytime you're, ah, you can call Zip and get a <laughs> yeah. cheap rate. That's good. But anyway, uh, back to hating Florida. Florida, mm-hmm. um, Florida seems crime infested compared mm-hmm. to other areas, and it has also in the past notably welcomed crime in certain ways. For example, the entire OxyContin, yes, uh, scandal or the whole deal of writing ridiculous numbers of prescription. It, yeah. it was the a Florida notes. tourism attraction. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That, mm-hmm. You could go to a pain clinic, mm-hmm. uh, which they have them now in uh, Seattle. They're called pot stores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Utopia is down the yeah. street from me. Yes. Uh, and, and when you think about it, the old argument for marijuana was always that it's way better than the stuff the doctors give me. And it's true. It, but, it's true, man. I'm telling you for real. I know. I have right. personal, personal, what's that word? Experience. Yeah, that. Now, uh, Chong, did you ever, because you always essentially smoked the van you're driving in, but have you ever uh, done the oxycodone, the oxycontin, that stuff? Like, did you ever have an injury and a doctor prescribed? I, don't, I didn't need the injury first off. <laughs> sure. I like, and when, who knows what's in the, all of the M&Ms that you swallow, right? Right. I mean, some are brown, some are pink, man, you know, some are like lime. No, no, no idea green. what makes it that way, yeah. No, I just know a week later I wake up and I feel great, man. <laughs> so you never took Oxycontin? I bought it. I never took it. <laughs> you didn't inhale it. I got it. Um, have you ever been to Florida? Because that's pretty far from you. Um, what year is this? Man? <laughs> this is 2020. Oh, no, I've never been to Florida. Man. Oh, okay. I've never been below the Mason Dixon line. Yeah, that's it. So, we're dudes like you down there. Man. Uh, Florida. Wait a minute, I'm from way, way further than that, man. You hang out with me, man. I thought you were from East LA, man. Oh, yeah, I'm from East LA, man. I'm from East LA. Love the Cheech and Chong. <laughs> Is there uh, is there much call for Cheech and Chong these days? People still know who they are, right? 
uh, no. <laughs> we're still on tour, man. We've been on tour for four years. There's got to be some call because we're filling up casinos. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's right. You are. That's right. And d- would you say, uh, Chong, Tommy Chong, that getting arrested was the best thing that happened to your brand for, you know, rejuvenating it? Well, once I duct taped over my behind, it was fabulous. <laughs> sure. Now, do you know a zip? Do you know the story of how Tommy Chong got arrested? Uh, I don't, but I know it was uh, it, it it was a law enforcement deal. Well, so let me tell you. No, yeah, let me ahead. tell you what it was, man. It was for a finalia. I didn't even have a pair. No, I had one Finalia bomb. <laughs> Finalia. No, you had a business that made bongs, right? They right. seized oh, your inventory. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. I made a boo-boo, okay? Yeah. I shipped one piece of glass across the state line. Mm. That's what they got them for. And uh, the federal government just came down hard. And they sent him to pr- How long were you in prison? I don't expect you to remember. For two reasons. One, you're impersonating him. And the other, he probably doesn't remember. <laughs> Can I say something? Any time in prison is too long. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. That's true. That's true. Oh, uh, Zip, man. you haven't weighed in on Florida. As a Florida taxpayer and homeowner. <sighs> I, um... It's, you know, it's it's interesting. I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of Florida at all, the, except for the weather in colder months. That's about it. Is it? You know? Is it mostly New Yorkers where you live? Um, there's a, actually a lot of Massachusetts people. There's a lot of New England people. Massachusetts people. Are you not so many. No, I, I think you know Palm Beach is more than New York. You know, the East Coast is more like that but i don't know i've really not delved i've not spent virtually any time there since i've had it what Maybe an investment weeks. Well, <laughs> you know eventually i will once i can no longer climb stairs it's all on one level you know what i mean that's that's kind of one he's of, pragmatic uh, if nothing else bob <laughs> yeah i learned a valuable lesson about drug dealing in What's, florida uh, oh yeah do tell no <laughs> we're all ears no, let's just say uh, uh, it was decades ago and i was okay. the buyer oh okay yeah and uh he seemed friendly <laughs> they always do and when you hand someone money who says i'll be right back yeah. <laughs> they might come yeah. back with handcuffs <laughs> Well, the handcuffs would have been a worse outcome, just not yes. coming back. And you're back like, at all. It, it, what's funny is that, you know, it's the loss of innocence as you're like, yes. Yes. dude said it was real good. It'd be right back. Uh-huh. Can't you're wait. talking to a, tw- yeah. a 12-year-old who bought tea leaves. Okay. so Yeah, yeah. basically. But it was, I mean, there's three levels of getting ripped off. One is you get oregano. Yes. The other is the RTVs. guy doesn't come back, and the third is that the undercover officers come back. But yes. so uh, this was in the I'll middle. T- I'll take one and two for five hundred, Alex. And the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, I have the a third. No, thank you. I've got a funny pot story over the years. Um, my mother. It, 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 this is really weird. When I was about thirty-five, I came home for Christmas, and uh, you know we're hanging out and stuff. And my mother says, "Oh, she says, Peter, I have something for you." And she goes out of the room, comes back with a shoebox, and she has <laughs> a shoebox full of old pipes rolling papers like three or four ounces of pot that i never missed over the years that she so this is stuff she confiscated <laughs> just yeah she would find it in the drawer i'd leave it in my pants and it would be in the laundry and i figure you're old enough now i was gonna give it to a friend wow. of mine who has glaucoma but i figured you know you're you're mature you're enough, enough to smoke pot i'm like wow i said do you, you know she and confiscated so your devil's lettuce and oh she my God. and she knew she, i had this specific hiding place which she was raiding over the years and i never noticed it so so wow. much for acute. Uh, uh, anyway, but I thought well, maybe she probably dealt half half of it out the back door and paid for your education. <laughs> maybe maybe that's part of why you uh, where you get that because your mother didn't directly communicate with you. She'd rather not. You're non-confrontational too, by the way. I, I don't want to start a fight or anything, but you're completely. You are totally non-confrontational, aren't you? She was. Yeah, she was uh, Midwestern, very stoic. You know, she just notice uh, how he didn't answer my question. Yes, yeah, you'd right. say yes. I'm no, you're right. He no, didn't I'm have the I am passive aggressive. I was passive aggressive when I when I consume alcohol. That's when the aggression aggression yeah. came out. Unfortunately, ah, he could get angry then. But even then, he would be angry at you by never calling you back. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. 
<laughs> Passive aggressive. He yeah. didn't want to have a fight. For like 10 yeah. years, we weren't talking to each other. <laughs> he was talking into a bottle. Well, I don't, I don't know if you did that whole I Dream of Genie routine, but. Oh, man. Yeah. But anyway, that's interesting that your mom was like that, too. Because she. They, and my mom was like that. A lot of. Let's face it, a lot of moms of our era. Yeah. The dad was the one who yelled at you. And the mom just basically looked at you and turned her head a little sideways, and that would be it. Now, speak, most... speaking of Cheech and Chong, my father grew up in Southern California, and he thought pot, he referred to pot as loco weed, because he, he just knew these crazy Mexicans who would be fired up drinking and whatnot. He just right. thought it was a, you know the stepping stone to heroin. So. Oh, yeah, because every Mexican is crazy. <laughs> Well that's, well, that's the part of the racism that, uh, and, and racism, by the way, man, you guys are crazy. You talk like a hypocrite, man. You got to be a little racist to jump on the hate Florida bandwagon too. Right? True. Yes. So, because anyway. you don't hate, you I don't actually, hate your next door neighbor in Florida. You hate the bad element, whoever they are. I actually hate that I'm not in Florida because all the schools are closed today and the weather's horrid here in Detroit. In Detroit, yeah. yeah. Uh, for those uh, assembly new listeners to the show, we have a small but dedicated audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed is in Detroit. Zip Zipfell is in Worcester. And I'm in Vermont. And uh, we do this podcast via an app called cleanfeed.net. Cleanfeed, I should mention, and going to give them a free commercial. Because their basic service is free. Cleanfeed.net for people who do voice work or simply even if you wanted to connect and talk to someone like you're in the same room instead yeah. of the, you know, the aquarium sound of the phone. Cleanfeed.net. It's amazing. And then they have a pay service for higher quality. But yeah. we're we're actually using their free tier on this podcast. And when yeah, they come up with video, they're really going to do a lot for long distance relationships. Uh-huh. Well, and interestingly, that already exists in Skype, and uh, and the video chat you know uh, that iPhone uses called yeah. uh, FaceTime. FaceTime, and, and and yet nobody's ever cared about the audio to make it no. re- really good. Sucks. And and so yeah, I mean. This is good. Cleanfeed.net if anybody's interested. Okay, let's move on to another topic. The uh, coronavirus mm-hmm. is, uh, is, a, is a political football now, in a sense, in China. Yeah. China shocked the world last week when they decided arbitrarily on one particular day that they would count the illness differently instead of having to get a positive test. You would just have to be diagnosed based on your symptoms. So in one day, they just added 15,000 cases, which freaked out world markets for a moment Mm -hmm. because it made it sound like it was exploding. But actual scientific analysis, which is hard to come by on this because China, you know, they won't even let us look inside their cell phones unless they're making them for us. Uh, but the actual uh, scientific data is very incomplete. Uh, they're limiting what they'll let the World Health Organization do. Uh, and, you know, China doesn't want to um, appear weak or damaged. You know, there's a, a, any country. Our country certainly is not going to tell us the truth. Uh, I hope that's not a bummer to some people who think it's all true. But... Um, so it could be that the coronavirus has actually infected 10 times as many people, which would have the positive effect of meaning that the mortality rate would be much lower. Because one thing you can't hide is a body that easily, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm not confessing to anything, Bob. <laughs> I learned a valuable lesson in Florida. No. <laughs> but gators like us. We taste good to them. You know, if they could bring some gators to China, they could have That's a death right. toll of zero. That's true. Yeah. Wasn't, I, what, live the, I live in the land of Jimmy Hoffa, so i got to answer this. All wasn't it wasn't a problem for John Gacy at any rate. No, no but you know what I'm saying is the, the uh, fatalities based on the coronavirus, one would assume is a fairly accurate 
uh, thing. And a lot of people who get coronavirus, virus, it's nothing more than a cold to them. To mo- the majority of the people, it's just a bad cold like Zip has right yeah. now. If we were in China, give me your honest answer. <laughs> and Zip came on like this. We'd be really glad we were on cleanfeed.net and not in the same room, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, clean well, I was feed on a plane te- yesterday. Yeah. There's a lot of people in and out of those airports. And, you know, if you read, and I do about these, and I'm not a germ-phobe at all, but the dirtiest thing on a plane is the tray because the, the staff yeah. never gets around to washing the tray. Yes. And you don't know who's been on that plane before you, so out came the, you know, the disinfectant wipes, and I gave one to my... You bring your disinfectant wipes. I, on a plane, I do, yeah. yeah. That's good. Proven. I purposely wipe wipe it with my hand and lick my hand because I figure... <laughs> Uh, don't you question antibodies? I want you, antibodies. Don't yeah. you question the air filtration systems on planes? No, that's a myth. I, that, that is I've myth, read I that that is a myth. It's it, yeah. you, the people used to think it was recirculating within the cabin. That's not true. It's brought in. But, but hold on, Ed. If you read air filtration causes illness, and you Google that, you will believe that it does. And if you Google air filtration on an airplane causing illnesses is a myth, then you can like Ed believe that it's a myth because you will find a story no i'm not saying that it does i'm saying the myth is that it circulates within the, the same air in the cabin the truth is it's being brought in from outside oh it's still being filtered perhaps but the everybody thinks they're breathing everybody else's air and for a time they are but they do take it out of uh, the cabin. interesting yeah. uh, i like the article you read i want to read that same article <laughs> so i i had a friend call yesterday who just returned to vermont from Bangkok. Oh, my. Just a name I like to say. I like yeah. to say that. <laughs> Can you say Thailand just, just to show that you have some maturity? <laughs> well, just once, Bob. Just for some sure. of it is our choice of pronunciation, too. But, um, uh, and immediately I thought, oh, my God, coronavirus. And he even said, he said, I know. He said, I'm, and he has a little place, uh, you know, way out in the woods in uh, Northern Vermont, way up north. That's what Vermont is for. And he said he's just going to like lay low for a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. out of consideration for his neighbors in case. But I looked on Bangkok and there's only like, I don't know, 20 cases. And Bangkok is like a city of massive massively huge i mean it's bigger yep. than new york or la i'm sure when you do the math the uh this pandemic thing is not so big no it's not i mean seventy thousand cases with seven billion people in the world right uh, what they're afraid of though is the fact that it actually could become a pandemic and uh lack of knowledge again fear of the unknown we talked about the mm-hmm. circle of life this all comes together everything we're saying you know mm-hmm. uh, and surf- so the survival part of it zip is that these scientists see something they've never seen before and it's getting a bunch of people sick and initially it looks like it kills two percent of the ones they know because they don't know about a lot of them and they start to freak out because if this is a common cold and hits the world it could, like other viruses, the H1N1, there's SARS, there's MERS, you know, it could kill millions of people. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to say something very politically incorrect. For the first time. Yeah, how yeah. unusual, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you have 7 billion of something, let's say I have 7 billion bees. Let's thin the herd. What the hell? <laughs> I know where if you're going virus, with this. The sample size. You if a virus re- comes along and kills like yes. one-tenth yeah. of a hundredth of a percent or whatever it is, it's yeah. a terrible thing if you're one of those bees. But, yes, it is. Uh, but is it uh, – and, and I feel the same way. I hate to say it. I feel the same way about 9-11. It's <laughs> like how many trillions of dollars in debt and how much did we – alter our quality of life basically as the result of you know one one hundredth of what tobacco kills in a year and i know Mm -hmm. i know we want to present prevent the next attack so it makes sense but but still it's just to me it's so weird how the media is in the job of creating a sensation you know the uh, 24-hour news cycle right apply apply all those you know the uh current uh, p- 
polls for the Democratic candidates? What sample size are these polls that they're referring you know to? I would love to know. Are you talking about the sample size of dollar bills that Bloomberg paid to get into <laughs> yeah, the debate? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Talk I, to me. I, I do. Lo- I, I, I'm loving this whole uh, reality show because um, Bloomberg may buy uh, the you know at least the nomination. Yes. Which will teach us that oh, you can just buy it. It's just like we you sort can of change the rules if you have enough money. Really, yeah. we sort of know this, but we don't really. It's like death, you know, mortality. Yeah. We don't. We just prefer not to think about it. We know. We just don't want to acknowledge. Yeah. And meantime, have you noticed how all the press is negative on Bernie Sanders? Yes. They hate him. You know why? Uh, is it they're bought and paid for? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's that is the correct answer. But but uh, but looking a little deeper into that, the status quo mm-hmm. is, you know, like that movie network used to say that 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 status quo is that the world is old owned by the giant uh, corporates. The I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going <laughs> to take it anymore. Classic. I mean. <laughs> and remember, the whole world was hijacked by terrorists on TV, and this movie was made in what, 1970-something? Yes, it's very prophetic. Oh, you should watch it. Faye Dunaway. Wasn't it an Academy Award-winning Best Picture or something? Oh, does anybody remember when the Oscars are over? Seriously. Well, but this one was huge. It's called Network. Yes. And if you watch an old Classic. movie, this is a great movie to watch. Basically, what it, what it says is media's getting out of control, and the news is more concerned with creating drama than reporting factually. And we're going to be in trouble because the news has the potential to rile people up and have them lose their senses. This was so, so many movies are prophetic like that, Bob. Yeah. I did a movie called The Double with Richard Gere and Topher Grace and, and some other high-profile people. But I was a senator who was being paid off by the Russians. Oh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and we have expectations, Senator. The guy's sitting on the phone. I say, I don't give a damn about your expectations. <laughs> and then I get, I get the Ziggy. I get the Ziggy in the alley. My, my yes. acting name is Dead Kelly because I die in virtually every Everything that I Do you, ever was in. Uh, that's funny. Are you on uh, Internet Movie Database as yes. as Edward um, Corpse Austin Number Kelly. Four? <laughs> in Detroit, they love me because the black guy said, "Yeah, he dry, See him? He dies sooner than we do in the movies. <laughs> Seriously, you know how the brother always get it first. Yeah. This guy gets it more than we do beforehand. Uh, finally, <laughs> the black man gets some respect. He only gets shot now. Oh man, man. Yeah, that's right. Oh. <laughs> It's true. They are prophetic. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's we live in really what seem to be strange times. But if you look at history and even cultural history, history films about various different times, you'll notice that, gosh, the human uh, brain, you know, it's all Shakespearean. We're only capable of really a few basic thoughts, good and evil, you know. Familiar, but unfamiliar. soft. Huh? What enlightenment from yonder Vermont breaks. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, it, it truly, I mean, Washington, President Washington, here on yeah. Washington's birth, President's Week, President yeah. Washington was hated and considered to be a guy who sold out his morals, um, much like... Thus a, setting the standard for <laughs> politics for the rest of all Much like existence. Senator Mitch uh, is what I'm saying. And this yes. is Washington. He ended up on the $1 bill. Maybe that was a diss. We just don't know. <laughs> and gave Cy Sperling a yeah. career. I think Franklin yeah. has the last laugh. I think the whole idea of supposedly honoring Washington was like... I mean, they were probably speaking to his descendants when they put him on the $1 bill. They were probably like, well... Uh, hardly anybody can afford a hundred dollar bill, so it'll be really cool that he's on the one. There'll be more pictures of him. <laughs> but did he not? Did he not have the chance to become king and turn it down? He, uh, it, there was. Uh, I don't want to speak without actually having read that recently, but I believe you're right. He he basically was so loved at the end of the war, and he was drafted to be president. They mm-hmm. voted him in. He didn't want it. He wanted to lose. Can you imagine wanting to lose? And and still winning anyway, and going, oh man, I guess I got to serve my country, like like Zip. 
<laughs> if you were, you're passive aggressive. If you were like, nah, dude, I don't want to be president, but thank you anyway. And they yeah. voted and you made you president of the United States. Would you go in there and be like, oh, I'll do what I can? You know. What else? Zip, do yourself a favor, man. The babes are incredible. Yeah. I'm telling you. Awful. I, I can, it's a horrible job. Who would want that job? I would. The, Yes, of course, Mr. Clinton. You'd love to be Please. back. Can I, one more term, that's all I want. I wonder, and by the way, that's been discussed. Could a president serve two terms, because you're not supposed to serve more than two consecutive terms, For and now. then come back and do a third term? For now. I don't know. Whoever's calling, please stop. Let me, let me say a little about Bernie Sanders, because I have been thinking about him. Mm -hmm. He is your senator, yeah, he's the senator from Vermont. Um, he and I've said this in multiple uh, venues, but he some say from Mars. He uh, and you'll you remember the movie Back to the Future? Mm -hmm. It was Doctor Emmett Brown who invented the. Remember, <laughs> I was in it. That is Bernie Sanders. Just do that character and start talking about health care. Add in a little Yiddish. <laughs> yes, a little Yiddish. A little Yiddish, Doc Brown, and between that hybrid strain that you've got math that doesn't work. And then when he yells about health care is a right for every citizen. We already have health care. We already have free socialism. We have social security. It's in the name. We already have socialism for corporations. We just want it for the people. That's beautiful. Wow. Yeah. And when you think about what he says, by the way, I mean, it's kind of true. Uh, this tax cut was all about redistributing wealth to corporations so that they could, you know, trickle it down in the form of urine. <laughs> that trickle down theory is not about urine. And, uh, but people buy it because the type of people who buy that sort of thing believe the government is paternal and the and the and the liberals by the way they make fun of cuz liberals believe that government is maternal government is your mother yeah. it must nurture you if you don't have enough it must give you something if you're sick I it's got to give you something for a cold but but paternal is more like why when government gets home it's going to kick your ass you wait till your government gets home. Wait till your government. Government is paternal. Government. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Wow. As far as the mother thing, I believe that's followed by two more syllables, but some people. <laughs> mother blanker? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's interesting because what, what they're saying about Bernie Sanders now is exactly what the Republicans said about Donald Trump. Yeah. I'll give you a few of them. Number one. His base is 25%. Why, when you add up the other candidates, they have 75%. He can't possibly win. Hmm. That's exactly. And they did this whole thing about, well, in New Hampshire, there were three moderates. So Trump really got, I mean, so Sanders really got trounced by the three moderates. <laughs> uh, excuse me. In a general election, you just run against one other person. Yes. Uh, but what happened with Trump... Comedy with footnotes. <laughs> yeah. What happened with Trump is that he was on a Survivor game reality show, yes, and he outwitted and outlasted all of the other candidates. Yes, he did. And they Trump all fell. The dominoes fell in just the right order. And so the Democrats are petrified, a lot of the Democrats that this is what Bernie Sanders is going to do. Oh, no, he's going to take over the party with his populist message. Well, or, or split the ticket and give it away. Yeah. I mean, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Nobody can I'm see. I'm you have a cheap mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but remember we talked about um, spin? Uh-huh. People can see the other side's spin, but they can't see their own. Yeah. Oh, well, I, you try, though, if you're... If you're trying, a thinking intellectual person. If you're trying to be fair and balanced. Like Bob that. and Zip with Ed Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, on a uh, somewhat related topic, did you see yesterday on Instagram that Jeff Bezos forked over $10 billion to combat global warming, climate change? Did you see that? Uh, no, but I would imagine he's got a business reason for doing that. Oh, I, I saw know. the Bezos uh, headline, and I just skipped it because I thought, it's about money, and I don't have any. I don't want to read that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, Bezos kind of- added up all the beachfront people and how much they spend on Amazon and said, right. I don't want their houses washed away. Well, I think he's trying to protect his tax-free status now, on shipping. Look, whatever it is, it's, a, it's literally a, you know, a drop, drop in, in the bucket, bucket for yeah. PR. Well, that's, it, what, that's how I feel about him. Somebody, I hate him. I read somewhere yesterday that, that the Amazon carbon footprint, the Amazon operation is roughly the size yes. of Denmark or something. So it's kind of um, ironic that he's... I, yeah, and I would love to see a real honest study of the Amazon footprint because uh, they can deliver to me a toothbrush yeah. from New Zealand mm-hmm. in a jet and a truck. <laughs> and, you, you know, Amazon basically is a logistics transportation company. Yes, it is. That has uh, taken hostage all of our products and destroy their their whole job is to destroy existing mom businesses mom and pop shops yeah mm. and it's capitalism at its best i mean who would have thought that you know what i think i'd like to i think i'd like to start a little bookstore uh, maybe that little part is not good enough maybe bookstore isn't good enough i think i'd like to own purchasing of everything throughout the whole world www.amazon.com i want i want chocolates and a couch (laughs) (laughs) let's name our company after something really big yeah something huge anaconda how about anaconda no oh but something taller taller taller. like the longest river in the world now you're Amazon, but that's too small. I want to be bigger than that. Yeah, it's the biggest one there is, uh, Jeff. This okay, is, honey. Yeah, uh, you know I um I don't know if you know. Uh, you can now take Amazon returns to Kohl's department store. Are you familiar about that? that? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I don't know if I talked about this, but I asked the other day. I returned something, and I said, "What's the deal? Do they come and pick it up?" And they said, "Oh no, no, we use our own trucks to deliver to there." Uh, center. Yes. So, in other words, I, I said, "Well, how does that, you know? Are are you getting a piece of the action, or well, we get the customers to come in the store, you know, blah blah blah." Traffic. Yeah, yep. I guess the answer is that every little store is Amazon's bitch now. That's that you could. It, it it it's not elegant, Bob, but yeah. it's true. I mean, if you were to do it in an accent, the Coles <laughs> dude would be like his. Face would be the color of coal. You'd be like, "Yes, Mister Bezos, I'll bring you the stuff." Yeah. Oh, you just dump it in my store, man. I'll bring it to you. You would not roll it out in that term at a corporate presentation. No. You're all our bitches now. The, but the thing is, he's a white dude with a black collar that's got studs on it around. I'm his neck. saying he's treating his former competitors yeah. the way police officers sometimes treat people that NFL players take a knee for. That's all I'm right. saying. I'm actually on the right side of this. Oh, man. But well, I can't do voices as well as that's Ed. That's your Cohen. paradigm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even then. <laughs> Ed, could you do the uh, CEO of Coles for me and put, put it we'll in a uh, racial overtone? Okay. Am I from Danbury? <laughs> that's right. That's probably what he really sounds like. Yeah. But so it's harder for him, sounding like Thurston Howell III, yeah. to be beat up by uh, Jeff Bezos and Amazon because they've taken three quarters of his business what's well, that, that feel no, like? no, that term would be partnering we're partnering with amazon yeah. well i don't partner with anyone without talking to my lawyer and the board it takes yeah. a very lengthy process so uh, yeah and, and i do hate amazon and, uh, and it's it's a hate the same way i hate you know ice cream <laughs> <laughs> How many deliveries do you get in a week from Amazon? I hate what it does to the world, uh, and I know how it feels every evening to have a big bowl of it right in front of my face. (laughs) Uh. My mother called that hunting with the hounds and running with the hares. Exactly. All right. So, uh, Zip, I'm sorry you've got the coronavirus. Thank you. Uh, Yes, I'm going back to bed, actually. You're going to go back to bed. I do hope you feel better. Thank you. Ed Kelly, uh, we had a... a, uh, comedy bit to play here and is, is this is one of yours space force recruitment yes what is it about <laughs> how to how to construct an ad that would actually enlist people oh okay so this is the brand new space force which for some odd reason is wearing camouflage uniforms and what do you call someone who comes to work for the space 
Forest. All right. And there's two of them here. Which one do I want to play first? Play the PPM version. And we'll leave you with this. Space Force Recruitment. The U.S. Space Force wants you. Do you have the right stuff to become a Space Force Space Cowboy? Uh, how about a Cosmic Kamikaze? Space Specimen? Marty McFlyan? Solar Seekers? Cosmic Christopher Columbuses? Stormtroopers? <sighs> Tang Drinkers? Really? That's the one you like? Okay. The U.S. Space Force wants to know if you have what it takes to be a Tang Drinker. Bob and Zip. What are you preparing? You're always preparing. Just go. 